Hey guys, welcome back. Happy Friday. Another episode of The Trading Desk. Uh, my name is Jason Main. You guys know who I am. You've seen this guy once or twice on the show. He's back. A couple times. Uh, Thanos is uh, mid-flight at the moment. I'll let you guys guess where he's going. Hint is there's palm trees. Yeah, so uh, Sequan stepped in. And uh, those of you who don't, don't know, what do you do at Watch Um, You know, CQ, CQ the Watch Guy, as many as you know know me as. You know, you've seen me on the classroom. I've uh, been here with Jason many times, with Mike Michael, um, your resident substitute teacher, let's say that, and a watch trader over the Watch Box. Feel free to reach out to me anytime, CQ at the Watch Box, or um, hit me up on Instagram, CQ underscore the Watch Guy. I need to get my followers up. Help me hit 1,000 by the end of this show. I believe whoa, in you. Whoa, whoa. Watchbox Studios family. I there believe no, in you. There was no pandering involved in this, you. okay? Well, listen. Uh, if we're going to do that, uh, Evo X4B11 on Instagram. Just saying. Uh, never get an edge it, uh, word in edgewise on my Instagram title with Thanos sitting there, <laughs> so I figure I'd give it a shot. Um, all right, so we got kind of a cool show, I think, tonight. Um, we're going to keep it real light. It's Friday. We're trying to get out of here. Um, and then going into that, you know, I was thinking uh, the watch I'm actually wearing – inspired kind of the show and and sequon also came up with the idea so weekend warriors was what we were going to go for so watches uh pretty pretty budget conscious but are robust durable have some loom um you know versatile watches that have water resistance straps are going to be okay uh you know you don't know what you're going to do on a weekend but it's something that you can strap on a weekend it's good all weekend long right um so before we really get into the Meat and potatoes of the show, what I wanted to do is, because my wrist shot, and we're going to do wrist shots first in traditional fashion, um, but this directly inspired the show topic, so you guys have seen this, and uh, I've been wearing that sub, um, my sub, for quite a bit, so I like this watch quite a lot. It uh, came across my desk in happenstance, and I decided to purchase it um, for myself. This is the uh, Diver 65 in the green dial. I love that green. Yeah, it's really, really something. Um, I can tell you right now, looking at it on the screen, uh, it doesn't quite do it justice. In person, the green just pops off this dial, and it's got those cream markers. Um, really does have like a vintage legacy flair to it. That Helix Sapphire Crystal it looks like a Hesalite or acrylic. Um, one of the cool things about this watch is the deployment buckle on a NATO, which is not common. No, but it's so functional, though. Yeah, very functional. It's, it's a cool touch. Um, so yeah, Diver 65, I'll give you a right side up nice in green. And I get a lot of, you know, this is not a very expensive watch. Um, you can pick these up for about 1500 bucks, but I get so many compliments on this watch and, uh, it really is very versatile. It's got a date, it's water resistant. Um, you know, just a cool weekend watch. Yeah, the definition of a weekend warrior right there. I actually yeah. had a client offer me uh, the Red Bar Crew version in um, red, which is pretty nice That one's as well. very cool. Yeah, so sick. I actually I had the blue version of this watch, and then uh, a friend of mine really, really wanted it, so I ended up giving it away to him and because uh, I knew they came out with the green one, and I was going to get that eventually. So yeah. it just happened across my desk, so it worked out. Not bad at all. What are you wearing today? And today I have, let's see if I get the shot right, Zena El Primero. There we go. Um, this is a Rolling Stones edition. Uh, Zenith and Rolling Stones are about three different watches. This is my favorite one. This is all kind of blacked out, murdered out there. Uh, black ceramic case. You can see the open heart of that beautiful movement. And who doesn't like uh, El Primero? You got the British flag symbols there. And on the back, you got the Rolling Stones logo. I like that the logo wasn't too um, uh, all over the watch, but just still a cool edition. 
you know, I'm a big fan of Zenith, great movements. And I think they make um, a lot of pretty cool watches as well. Just see the nice thick, love the strap there. This is great. Weekend Warrior, don't got to worry about scratching or anything like that. And it's funky, it's cool. And my whole thing with the Weekend Warrior as well is that watch that you, you can, you're on the weekend, so you can be a little more creative. You can have a little more fun. You don't, maybe you're not in your office job or something like right. that. You know, you can explore. Something explore a little off the bit. beaten path. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, yeah, so um, one of the cool things that I pulled, I wanted to put together, uh, and I think I'm going to try and start so you guys can sound off in the comments. And I talked to Sequan about this too. Uh, we have some loom shots uh, yeah. for our this or that this week. So uh, coming off of wrist shots, usually we move right into this or that. Uh, keeping the theme that we talked about was Weekend Warriors. My watch, uh, which I actually want for myself um, and will have eventually, this is the Tudor Pelagos LHD. And we have a poll for tonight uh, for you guys that are watching live or afterwards to vote. But if you don't know, the LHD is the left-hand diver. It's a limited run. Um, it's not limited edition, but they only make so many a year, and they are numbered on the case back. And this is uh, the only way to get this watch in the patina markers. Yeah. So those nice cream markers. Changes um, the whole look. Yeah, it changes everything about the watch, not only in the markers, but the date wheel, which is really nice, the entire date whisk disc. Uh, one of the cool things, too, is every other number goes from uh, red to black, which is kind of like that old-school Rolex uh. roulette, um, which I like quite a lot. Um left-hand crown full titanium this has the in-house movement like i said it's numbered talk about a weekend warrior i mean it's romantic with the with the cream markers it's titanium so it has a great look it's very versatile it's water resistant this thing you know it's got the tried and true uh, awesome pelagos buckle with the many many adjustments in it including that spring adjustment buckle and uh not only that but the pelagos bang for the buck for the money oh yeah and you also get uh the rubber strap which uses these end links which is a very cool look. Um, so you take the bracelet off, you use the end links that fits into the rubber strap, and you get that really clean, like, factory rubber strap look. And for 3500 bucks, which is about the, the market on an LHD, where the regular ones are about three grand, I think it's totally worth the extra 500 bucks to get something that's a little bit different than yeah. a regular LHD. Well, Unless well, you just got to have that blue. Personally, I don't care for the blue on the blue Pelagos, but that's my pick. So, uh, yeah, vote for me on the poll if you are so inclined. Oh. And uh, I think Sequan has something for you. So I'm going to give you guys the right choice, right, uh, choice this evening. And that is uh, Omega Planet Ocean, um, time only 45 millimeter, 45.5, 46, in titanium. Um, this is one of my favorite Planet Oceans. You got that ceramic bezel there, nice, beautiful gloss, nice blue titanium, so it's light. Uh, in-house 8500 series movement on it as well. You can do anything in this watch. You could swim. You can uh, do everything except golf or go really crazy. It's actually a rubber strap on it, but it looks really nice and smooth. So you know, some people from afar kind of looks leather. So it gives you almost like a dressy look as well. So if I had to have one watch for the weekend, um, uh, th this would be it. You know, I really love this watch, and uh, I should win. Because I'm not on the show very often, and uh, I deserve a win, I think. So vote for Again, the Omega with the pandering. this time. You know, it's not pandering. It's just pointing out the obvious. And they all know this is the better watch for this occasion. And it's just, you know, you can't beat a titanium Omega. Because you get that size, but the weight just is so well balanced. I, I love this watch. So vote for me. So the, uh, L so the LHD, I think, would be more suited towards probably the 43.5 millimeter version of that watch. Yeah, that'd in a be direct right comparison. Head this watch at 45.5, it really wears like a 46.5. 
um, is is big for me. Uh, but the 43.5 watt uh, version of that I do like quite a bit. And I agree that the movement's really nice. My problem with that watch is how thick it is. So it's something to get over. It is a little bit thicker. Um, so size-wise, thicker. I think you really don't gain anything from it. I mean, the coaxial 8500 movement is nice, um, but you get the in-house uh, chronometer certified movement from Tudor as well. Both watches have outstanding factory service, so you don't have to worry about that. That's true. Um, but I think for price point, now that's – how much is that? Um, I think this is like just under five. Right? Yeah, just under five grand. Right at $3,500. Get a bracelet. Don't get a bracelet. Get a rubber strap. You also get a rubber strap. I think we know where we're going with this. Vote for the LHD. Vote vote for the Mega. A little bit more bang for your buck here. All right. Well, all joking aside, both watches are are great. Um, We do care about the poll. I'm going to go ahead and ask our guys in the back to pull up the poll so we can kind of see where the preliminary voting looks like. Oh, look at that. You know, the people. Some fanboys. You know. Not fanboys, people who are speaking their so heart the, so and their truths right now. For our podcast guys uh, who who happen to love us in Canada, apparently, uh, 64% for uh, the Omega at this point. Um, we're going to circle back to that at the end of the show where the LHD will take the win and uh, people will come to their high senses. Hopes there, high hopes. Yeah, but uh, yeah, all joking aside, like I said, uh, we're going to move into, I hope you guys like, um, actually, you know what? I spent a lot of time putting these photos together for loom shots so it'd be a shame not to show them um i hear you guys in the comments all the time asking for loom shots people saying you know we should turn the lights off in the studio and while i don't necessarily think that's uh gonna happen because there's a lot of power to these lights yeah i went out of my way to clip these uh with the guys so if we could pull up that is sequins 8500 movement and and planet ocean the green the green loom on the minute hand where everything else is blue just extra touch you know, keep it is nice, classy, yeah. very legible. And so adorable. Omega, uh, known for their their loom dials, they're just super vibrant. Um, very nice in a dive watch specifically to get the distinction between the minute hand and the hour hand with loom. Um, and then you can see that the ceramic bezel really get the little pip at the twelve o'clock. It's a nice piece. And then uh, we also have a loom shot for the LHD, which uh, also very nice. The one really cool thing uh, that I think this has an advantage is the uh, loom 15-minute marker on the bezel. Yeah, that's for you. And, nice. uh, you know, that loom, the color, the temperature of that loom is really comes through because of the cream markers as opposed to the white where the regular Pelagos, I believe, is a deeper blue, kind of like the Planet Ocean. Yeah, so I believe you're correct. It's, it's different there as well. All right, so hopefully you guys like the loom shots. Let me know in the comments or in the chat. Oh, and then maybe we can roll more loom shots into more videos. Okay. Uh, so your topic of the show, you kind of named it the Weekend Warriors. Um, I left quite a bit of space for some comments, uh, some questions for people in the, at the end of the show or mixed throughout if something comes through. But uh, some of the meat and potatoes of the show, like we talked about, was just going to be exploring what we think makes a – uh, weekend night, warrior right you yeah what, you were talking to me briefly about that so i thought it'd be cool for you to just kind of roll off the top of your head and tell uh, yeah. these guys what's up um you know uh like we were talking about i think a weekend warrior is really um a watch that maybe it's the outlier in your collection maybe it's you know depending on what you do it's not something that you wear every day if you're wearing a dress shirt maybe you know it's something that to me should be your your fun watch something that like when you put on really kind of just 
pulls that little heartstring, you know, maybe something like a cool Zenith or, you know, iPod or something unique or just something that you really, really like. Um, but the main part, the warrior part, is something that's durable, something that you could go and, you know, beat up every day. You know, I have a lot of high-end collectors who love, you know, Bratlin or Megas, um, you know, Seikos and things like that. Those because you could wear them, you know, if you nick them, it's more of a... Uh, a badge of honor versus like, oh I, I'm losing value here. I also like Vermont as well as a brand for weekend warrior watches yeah. because of the hardened steel and like you can sure. really do so much of them and really en enjoy. And I, I think you know uh, some of us we get so so caught up in collecting watches and we love our watches so much that um some watches we don't wear we buy and we just kind of put away. So I think it's always good to have an idea of a weekend warrior. I don't care if it's a hundred dollar System Fifty One. You should always have that one watch. It's just cool, fun, you only bought it for you, you didn't buy it because somebody else told you to buy it, and you enjoy actually putting on the risk, and like, again, if you if you hit it on a door handle, you're not going to cry for 10 minutes, you're going to keep on moving, and just, oh, I remember the day that I put this nick in there, you right. know, kind of history. I think it's, it's important to take a step back, too, because it's all what you can justify, and Weekend Warrior doesn't necessarily have to equate to price. True. I think for me, where I'm at in my stage of collecting, um, the Weekend Warrior is like that $1,500 to $3,000 watch, Whereas, you know, my sub is probably my favorite watch that I own. And I, you know, there's many weekends where I just continue to wear that. And it's not so much that it's not a weekend warrior watch, but the idea is that that's the more expensive watch in my collection. So it's not the thing I'm going to beat on as opposed to like, let's say a guy that wears hundred thousand dollar, like Hormundi's yeah. right. And the sub is his weekend watch. So it's all what you can justify. Very um, you know, I, I like watches of all price range as do you, um, you know, I've talked to Tim about it. Like the Weekend Warrior for me at this t at this point in time, I have a Sunto Core, right? The nice. all black Sunto Core that I beat the hell out of. That watch is amazing. I've said many times that I love G-Shocks for that. G-Shocks are amazing for okay. 150 bucks um, on on the relatively uh, for what you get for the money. The watch will take a beating. So uh, that's a great weekend watch. Um, you mentioned Assistant 51, I think, is a very good and expensive automatic watch if you're trying to get into an automatic yeah, watch those. for under $120. Um, Seiko. Oh, I, so I owe many. everything that I have uh, in my career to Seiko. That's where I started. Love Seiko. I don't think you can go wrong with any Seiko, um, especially like the uh, SKYs and some of the monsters. Um, I have a tuna can that I love. Yeah, um, that I have uh, I have a Paddy Diver, which is an awesome watch. That's a great weekend watch. Um, so really, I think, uh, you know, keeping it relative, but also understanding that the concept, you know, water resistant, versatile, something you can beat on without really having to cry about it too much. Like if I smack that Submariner into a doorknob, and get a mark. <laughs> gonna I'm gonna be I'm gonna be really upset, and it's gonna bother me. If I smack a Seiko into a doorknob, and I look down, and nothing's wrong with it, I'm like, ha, I win. Exactly. Right. You like that feeling moving. of wearing the right watch for the right task. I think is really what we're trying to get at. Um, I know the guys in the comments are going off. A lot of guys uh, talking about the this or that poll, which is really good, and having their normal conversation. Um, I was in the shop downstairs, and I wanted to touch on. Oh, the Seamasters. The Seamasters. Yeah. So I talked about this in the last episode, and these are, I think, fall really well into the Weekend Warrior catalog. Um, you know, granted, price range, not maybe not a Weekend Warrior for everybody. And I don't want to get the guys that are like, oh, that's a $5,000 watch. You're crazy. That's not a – right? So that's why I say it depends on what you can justify. But they are in the, the realm of the criteria. Both watches are completely, you know, resistant to water, um, beyond, yeah, beyond a degree watches. of discretion. I mean, they're, 
the bracelets are bulletproof, but really the reason why I grabbed these two pieces is this is the newer generation with the new wave dial. If you guys can see there, that's the, so they've upgraded this to a 42 millimeter case. Um, there's a bunch of different new upgrades, which we can go over. And then right next to it, this is its 41 millimeter brother. Um, this is not the original, but it's the, it was the current generation before the wave came, the new wave came out. So this is the first one to get ceramic. It's so interesting to see them um, next to each other. Yeah, because this is my first time. I, I saw the new version blue we had at the office and I tried it on and thought it was pretty cool. But to see the previous uh, version versus the new one and the little differences, and like I really don't know uh, if, 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 if I like the, the new, the new yeah, version it's, that much. It's definitely something to take in um, so we can get a couple different shots. I noticed a bunch of different stuff. I put the 42 on my wrist and I was really excited to get one. I was actually on the like gonna go ahead and buy one of these from the Basel announcement before I saw the watch, and I still am not quite sure. So you get the exhibition case back, right, with the new movement and the scalloped. You see the scallop, which, which matches nice. the bezel, which is beautiful. This is a big win for the 42, in my opinion. Um, now, some things for me. That's the only, really the only win. Uh, besides be. this new which you can get this upgrade for the Planet Ocean and for this Seamaster, the older one, but this has the push the adjustment, push nice. similar to the other Omegas. Um, that's a that's a great win. Uh, so I think you really need something like that when you're dealing about uh, you know competing with the Submariner or whatnot. You can see one of the things, you see how high that uh, the markers come off that dial? Yeah, so they're really They're very chunky. pronounced. They're very chunky. I don't necessarily mind the date, the six o'clock, but for me, uh, I wish that the diet, the wave was deeper, I, and I, I wish the markers weren't as pronounced. I agree. The original wave was really nice because it was very subtle, and you really could only tell in a certain right. light the wave, and now you, the lines are very, very pronounced and very, very light. You know, the date is interesting because I don't know if, if, if it's that I mind it dated six or I like the fact that when with the dated three, the bars were kind of yeah. different, so, especially now you have those two bars kind of parallel to each other, right. so it kind of it changes the look. And then um, with me, the bezel... So I don't know if, if I dislike all the water the bezel, or maybe I wish the the triangle at the top of the bezel there wasn't fully outlined. I feel like that just yeah. kind of throws me off versus the older one where you still have an outlined bezel. The triangle was still there, but it's very, very light compared to this. This almost seems like like we charged up the loom or something right. like that. It's just very, very So you have the, right, on the newer one, you have the full enamel all the way into the ceramic, which is what Sequan's talking about. So you see how... The 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, the, they're all bright, bright white as opposed to that really like kind of smoke gray or silver onset into the ceramic. Um, so one of the things, if we close up on this dial here, is I really like little finishing touches like how the they're applied markers, but they're very thin, somewhat like a Submariner. Um, the date window is in the proper position. And again, not a big gripe for me, but I do like it a little bit better. There's little things like the applique to the outside of the date window, the lacquer on the inside. So you got a silver ring and then like a black lacquer before the date, which just kind of looks more rich. I prefer the thickness of this watch more than the newer one, which is a little fatter yeah. on the wrist or wears a little thicker in the case. Um, also the buckle on this piece. Now the downfall with this buckle, and you can see the closed case back. Uh, this does not have the exhibition case back, which I think uh, is one point out in its favor or out of its favor. But if you look at how thick the buckles are, look how big this new buckle is compared to the older buckle.
and I think that might be one them making the bracelet wider, fitting the case a little bit better, but also uh, you have that adjustment in here, and I think it just you know they they had to uh, balance the watch out a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. I'm still kind of on the fence, but I think I'm definitely leaning in the direction of the ceramic as and. When we talk, you know, on the show all the time about value retention, what you put in for what you get out, I think it makes sense to buy something like this one, where What's you can go newer, get the newer retail on this. They're like right right under six grand, right under I think. Six. Right, so, so not too too bad. But again, like the LHD, you could buy this watch for thirty five hundred bucks. Yeah, and it's a win. It's a win. Even the older ones, to be honest, I, we still get so many. Um, buy requests well, for older Seamaster 300s is still trade so well. It's a classic, so it's really hard to. Anytime a classic is updated, it's already always polarizing. I think for Mega, they have so many classics that sometimes they get forced into like, well, let, let's change this and let's change this a little bit. So this is in no ways a bad update at all. It's just after holding the classics and me and you both saw yeah. both classic Seamaster 300s, I, I feel like there's a little bit more character. In the older versions, if that makes There's, sense. Yeah, if you want to go character, now the older 300 meters, with right? The, the like, the, the, like the actual bonds with the wave dials, yeah. blue and blue, with the aluminum bezels that are kind of starting to age a little bit. Yeah. Like those have character. Those you can get for, you know, an automatic. You can find those as cheap as two grand. Yes, sir. Um, yes, sir. And those things are bomb proof. You know, you service it, it'll be good forever. Um, those are great watches. And while what I will say is when this came out, I thought it was a worthy upgrade, uh, and it made sense because it, it was graduating the piece to a new technological advance, right? You had the ceramic, you had the newer movement, you had solid end link bracelet. It was it was uh, it the, felt the, substantial. This I feel like if I already own this, I don't know that I'd go out and buy this watch. Yeah, it, it'd have to be like maybe I haven't had a Seamaster 300 in a while, and then I saw this jump, but. Again, they've released so many variations of this. Like the blue version, I'd probably, I, I might buy. We we're actually talking in the car, right. like what would be my next watch? And I could see myself jumping into the blue version of this or even um, the golden uh, titanium. Is it? There's a two-tone, which is, uh, yeah, the two-tone yellow gold. But then there's that limited edition with the that. Uh, gold and... Um, what is it, tungsten? Yeah, gold and tungsten. Yeah. That 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 I could see myself wear. Which is a reissue well. of the original Seamaster. Yeah, same which is like, same piece. They they are nice. Um, well, I'm interested. I haven't seen uh, this in a rubber strap yet, which I think we have them. I just didn't grab one. Um, but Josh was talking about he saw this on a rubber strap in two tone and he liked it a lot. So, yeah, the, the rubber and, strap really. Changes. Uh, I know he's already a fan of this. So who knows? I haven't made up my mind yet, but I saw the two pieces next to each other. I know a lot of guys are asking me like. Uh, you know, do you think that uh, I could come by and see both of them next to each other? So I figured we'll show these guys uh, who, who are kind enough to log in every Friday and ride with us uh, to see the two. Either and, which uh, way, you can't, you, you can't go wrong. Yeah, they're both really nice. I just think for the money, for value proposition, I think I like the – it's not even the older one. The current yeah, – before the – you know, it's, it's funny to say the older one. But, um, yeah, so I don't know. You don't have a computer. Um, I'm going to go through these uh, – Comments real quick, see if we can find some stuff to talk yeah, about. Definitely. And uh, on a quick note, I just want to say um, how much taste changed. Because I remember when I first started in this industry, I hated this watch. I hated the bracelet. I didn't hate the watch. I really true. hated the bracelet. And I was like, uh, I was in the Caribbean and so many people, I was selling so many of them, but I just really disliked the bracelet. And it took me a while to really appreciate the bracelet because there's so many uh, bracelet watches out there that now I say, oh, everything looks the same. Everything's the same, same style bracelet. And this bracelet with a little bit, you know, the chubby curves it had and the unique, you know, inner and outer links, you know, is, is growing on me over time. It's interesting how 
one watch over time in different iterations, you know, your taste can change. You can see why people were so in love with it and it was so unique and it's still something you can see from, you know, across the room. You put on a beautiful NATO strap and, you know, they're, they're some of the most versatile bulletproof watches out there, I think. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely true. I also didn't like the Seamaster bracelet at first. Um, it, your taste change, you know, I mm. think it's it all comes and goes. It's ebbs and flows, right? So, like, um, I was having this conversation with the client yesterday, actually, and he got into, he went from, like, basic watches, medium, and then super high-end, sold off all his high-end, went back to medium, went, you know, sold those, went back to basic watches yep. or basic price point. And I think it just comes down to, like, you know, we've talked about the evolution of collect, finding what works best for you. And, uh, you know, it happens. Stuff cycles. But yeah. you, you, the one thing is you you are storing value, so you really don't have to worry about, like, throwing money away. Um, I got a couple cool questions in here. Um, I ran by uh, Captain Zed said, I had two Speedmasters and, and a Speedmaster, Seamaster, excuse me, and sold both of them. I really should rebuy one of each. And I think that goes to prove what I was just, just saying. Like, sometimes you buy something, realize it's not for you, um, maybe even prematurely sell it, and then realize, like, maybe maybe I was a little bit uh, yeah. brash on that. And, and Captain Zed is a pretty, um, you know, hey, Zed, we've uh, been seeing yeah, him in chat. We talk so all the time. Yeah, right? uh, he has a pretty versatile collection, but I can remember things. I might I've even. seen a few other, other things as well. I may even know Captain Zed's secret identity. No way. Yeah. Ooh. So That is a. Yeah. But anyways, um, <laughs> so going through here, got a couple guys, a um, couple people asking what our opinion is on the new Pepsi, um, which we've talked about quite a bit on the show before, but I'll let Sequan give his opinion. Since you know, man, I, that's such a tough question. So if, if we take price aside, if we take it at retail, it's a great watch. Um, I personally, this is my CQ's opinion, the, the red and the blues are a little bit not as crisp, if that makes sense, as I like. I feel like the red is a little bit more fuchsia than a hard red. The blue is a little bit more, uh, I don't know, just not as strong as original Pepsi. So that, that's my only uh, thing against that watch. Would I buy that watch at retail all day? Would I pay 21 22 23 for that we're watch? Actually, yeah, I think we're starting to see them come down a little bit. Oh, less. no, it, it, it's insane. So we're seeing, you know, you're seeing them on the market, you know, in the teens now, where they were in the high 20s, you know, right. two, three months ago. Now they're in the high teens and they're slowly slipping down. And it's because a lot of people got into um, that watch not to buy it. No, there's a, you know, I'd say more than half the people who took order and took, received the Pepsi didn't really want to keep a Pepsi. So they, they, they ended up on the market. Now you're seeing as more and more get delivered to dealers this holiday season, yeah. you see more and more go on the market. And look at the root bear. The root bear was the same thing. The new root bear that came out, it just didn't do anything on the market. And I know guys who had, were, drove up and down the East Coast and, picked up five from different ADs and called me hard. I want to make 3000 each one. is like the market's not there, you know? So I think it's a great example of buy what you like. Yes, um, you know, Rolexes, steel, Ro steel sports Rolexes usually are, you know, good as gold and might go up and appreciate, but at the end of the day, it has to be a nice watch and the, the, the fanfare has to be there right. for everybody to chase after it. You know, it's polarizing. The Jubilee bracelet uh, on the Pepsi, I really, really love. Again, I... I, I would pay over retail. I just don't know if I'd pay in the 20s. I could see myself, right. if I really loved the paint and the teams for it, but I couldn't see myself paying 25 26 for it. Just not, just not for me. Right. So first, it's kind of like uh, in concern to the color. Like to me, it's a little bit more like the Laffy Taffy yes, instead yes. of the Pepsi. 
Um, the colors are skewed. They're not. They're not bad though. They're just not what I want. Um, I don't personally wouldn't buy that watch at retail. If we're talking, of course you would buy it at retail if you saw it in a store yeah, no, because you know what the secondary value of it is. Exactly. Um, but if we don't know anything about secondary value, right, monetary set aside, I wouldn't own that watch for twelve four. I just don't. Now, would I? I would love to see that bracelet on a regular GMT Master Two. Oh no, that that I buy all day. If they did a two tone just black on a root bear, I go out and I place an order well, immediately. I think, yeah, you know? I think we I think we will see Next the year. new root beers come on a Jubilee, which those are that's really where the two tone is going to take yeah. off. Right now, we're seeing the regular the root beer full rose gold is is decidedly hotter than the two-tone yes sir. um but i think once the two-tone comes out on the jubilee it's going to take off yeah, it was uh, i would love to way. just see that steel that new jubilee uh on a, just a regular gmt oh, master black be, um i think oof. it would yeah it would be awesome I love that. uh but then again you know it'll be a twenty thousand dollar watch and you won't be able to get it and you we'll be having the same conversation be friendly in a year. to your dealers is all i can say um yeah so quickly i think the watch is is handsome i Probably for me personally, wouldn't own it for retail if I didn't. If there was no upside to it, but um, Sequan seems to like the watch and would own it at retail. So yeah, you know, if it, if it sings to you, buy it. It's a great watch. Again, like the, only the colors is the only thing that really threw me off of it. The market's a market. You know, there's yeah. a lot of great watches out there. They're going for crazy money. You know, I wish we. A lot of people think that we manipulate the market. I wish we could. I wish yeah, we all simply the react to kinda, it. I mean, know, it, it, but people are, are did pay. You know, I think it's high as twenty six, twenty seven for those. Yeah. So, you know, there's, uh, I don't know, wait, wait on it a little bit, but um, if you like it, get it. Why not? Yeah, I think it really comes down to personal taste. But if, if you want my opinion as a trader, which is, I would assume, why you're here watching the trader's desk and inside perspective, um, I would hold off on that watch because I think they're coming down. And I think in about six months or so, you'll be able to buy that watch at maybe 15 grand. Yeah, yeah, all day. So, um, yeah, I think that's about it. I mean, there's some questions in the chat, which I'd love to get to. Um, I'm probably going to hit those offline. I do want to pull up the poll one more time. Uh, we got some phone numbers on the screen if you guys are so inclined to give us a call and talk watches. But uh, oh. look at that. So I'm not going to do uh, you know the, so the dance, get up, and uh, march around the table. I, I need you like to vote maybe. right now, guys. Just get in there. Just vote on the Omega right now. Give CQ a win. So, Let me go into the weekend with a nice win. The Birds just won. You know, yesterday... Don't pretend like you're an Eagles uh, fan. I am Eagle. We're not going to have this conversation. So, like, yeah, somebody give, else give might get up and stomp around and say, just so everybody knows, and do a loud There's yell. Still time. But uh, the LHD is now in the lead, um, and I think we're just going to go ahead and say it's the winner. That's fake news. So Polls uh, are rigged. Really? You're going to pull up the Thanos comments? Yeah, polls are rigged. All right, guys. Um, we appreciate you logging on on Friday. We're going to go ahead and call it a short show. I hope you like the loom shots. Um, I hope you're liking Classroom Season 2. I think oh, Sequan's yeah. coming up on that soon, right? Yeah, I think I got another, I think uh, Monday. Josh's uh, seem to be pretty well received. Uh, I saw, um, was it, uh, Tim just did the one with the uh, design, which I thought was really cool, kind of a different perspective. Oh, yeah, Tim the did one. John, John Conhan has so. a, uh, yeah, there's a cool bunch one coming. Everybody but I have a classroom show, okay? I wasn't asked. They don't care. I was pretty sure okay. I was going to get fired Shots. soon. Um, Harrison. Giving me a giant grin behind the camera because I've why done I nothing but rag on him. But um, all right. So I will see you guys here next Friday because I will be here. Uh, Sequan probably won't be because Josh will be back, and the only place you won't see me Maybe I just is on Josh's the classroom. Legs, I don't know. All right, guys. Thanks. Have a good see one. You later.